Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I've got the big beat, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Great wins for Brighton and Villa, but poor ones for Chelsea, Arsenal and Spurs. It's Monday, 17th of April. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Venusian Hunteraja. A very big, hearty welcome to you all. Thank yeah. you for joining us on the Football Ramble. Well, 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 <laughs> Vitushin, what are you laughing at? Would you like to explain to everybody? No, I want to see if you trip up over it later on. Okay, right. no, I've seen I'm, I'm messing with the running order. Yeah. Yeah. funny, eh? Lovely. Yes. You shouldn't put words like that in the running order. They're <laughs> rude words, and uh, quite frankly, they belong in school textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> in your trickle Hey, in your trickle Oh, Encore Trickle Do you remember that? Encore Trickle what, what was Encore Trickle That was the, uh, the. Yeah, that basically. It was yeah. like a textbook about But I think there was like another. The next edition was Encore Trickle Law. Yeah. <laughs> was that what like, all the kids were? going, we want more. He's on Gortrickle. <laughs> Very strange. I don't know. Um, let's have some highlights of the weekend, mm. Jim Campbell, from the football... Well, it doesn't have to be from the footballing world, mm. but after the weekend you just had, um, I well, think you probably should choose that. It, well, it was a, a bit like that. Um, my highlight of the weekend was gratitude. Oh, um, right. Because... That a festival. There was a time in my life <laughs> where I worked in an, up, uh, in an off-licence in Upminster, deep into West Ham territory, right. and it was the first off-licence 
um, after the tube station. Right. So on West Ham match days, mm. um, it was it got a bit tasty. nightmarish. <laughs> it was particularly bad if they'd won or lost or drawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm just grateful that that's no longer my life. I see. Uh, I it, it would have, for the, the people, any Arsenal fans working in that off yeah. license this weekend would not have had a nice time. No. I can't and I'm imagine glad I've you moved working on from a, a, an off license in, in that kind of territory. No? No, I, that's not a dig, by the way. That's just, I, I just where I grew up. I just don't think you're... Can't um, imagine you having a job. You're cut out for the cut and thrust of off-licence life. Because like, whenever I go on off-licence, there's always somebody kicking off. Yeah, there was. There? It yeah. was it's, it's a fascinating <laughs> place to work. Cool, okay. do me a favour. Call Marcus Bossman. <laughs> I just want to see something. Yeah. I mean, so I, that's my highlight, boss man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I, I can't imagine it because I've never been in an off license. No, of course. course. No. Yeah. Um, so, so there we are. I wish your highlight of the week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my highlight of the week is Arjun Robin mm. at the weekend. That guy. Yeah. Yes. Um, running the Rotterdam Marathon and doing it in under three hours, which was which was his aim after what a um, after entering. Yeah. I think I, I like the idea that he just cut in all the way through. Yeah, just <laughs> cut inside out of habit. Yeah, uh, and then was like bouncing off the different barriers that they have, like some kind of bowling ball with a side. Do you reckon like his hip? Because he cut inside so many times, his hip is like ground. Like the like the ball joint in his hip is like more fucked than the practically other one. exposed. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Although like it, he was helped by the fact that he can have he just had to run in straight lines. Yeah. And the, the, maybe the course was, you know, he just really had to bendy, go right yeah. every time he was <laughs> left. Did he maybe have that, someone, can... someone behind pinging through balls yeah. just to keep up the pace? <laughs> well, like a hare in, in, a, in a dog track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah, a, like, stick, yeah, like yeah. a stick from his hat. <laughs> is, oh, that is that Casillas? No, no, just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> marvellous, absolutely marvellous. Uh, Peter. I'm going to go for Pellegrino's goal for Glimt uh, at the weekend. Um, uh, if you want to find it. Uh, Which there. league? Uh, Lars uh, tweeted it. <laughs> Is that the your Norwegian way of saying league. it's the Norwegian league? <laughs> Sorry, Lars tweeted it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bodo glimped. Yeah, it was a lovely goal to be. It was very good. Wow. Your highlight is something someone tweeted on, <laughs> on the weekend. Well, I just fair. saw and I came in and 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 check out Lars Sivertsen's um, yeah. Twitter and uh, yeah. Okay, all right, excellent. Good. Speaking of Twitter, you've all seen it, so why do you discuss it? I'm not. <laughs> I'm just wanting you to give all a little right. bit more meat he on the bones. In. He's yeah. got the ball, corner of the box, mm. and he just. It's almost like a kind of side-footed punt. He gets so much kind of. It's a waft. Pay, yeah. It's a lovely waft. Yeah. Keeper probably could have done a bit better if he'd sorted his feet out, but it's beautiful. It's a it's, cut and a waft. Check it out. It's, it's, you might not think you'll be seeing it everywhere today. It's so casual. It's like he's just putting something back on a shelf. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that'll go there. Stop talking about shells. You're obsessed, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no more shelvy chat. Uh, my highlight of the weekend, of course, was uh, was Roy the boy making it three wins out of three for Crystal Palace, improving those doubters wrong once again. Uh, he is a is now the best footballer in England, <laughs> thanks to Roy Hodgson. Second goal was beautiful. Yeah, would you disagree with that, Vish? No, not at all. Not yeah, at all. I was going to say that yesterday until Pete decided to take all the shit out on him. <laughs> <laughs> He's quite, yeah, upsetting that Eze is playing so brilliantly under the, this owl of a man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, fair play. I mean, they're doing brilliantly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, their, their running is, is quite delicious as well. You've got West Ham, Everton, Wolves. Kingmakers. Mm. Absolute kingmakers. Right, it's, survival oh, is not really... S yeah. Surf. You're seven, <laughs> you finished 17th of the Premier League. Take your crown. But, but, but like Chris, Chris Palace, they've got Everton, West Ham, Wolves, yeah. uh. Spurs, uh, Bournemouth, Fulham, and Forest. 
lot of winnable games. They're going to put a lot of teams down, aren't they? They're going to finish higher than Chelsea. <laughs> and are they going to finish uh, uh, above West Ham? You would you would think so, wouldn't mm. you? I thought your highlight of the weekend, Pete, would be having a, quite a long weekend considering that you weren't working on Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I mean, I missed you because, you know, I, I had to get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We missed you by minutes. I, I, went, I went to, I, I thought, oh, look, I'm, I'm on the road. I'll go and pick up a, um, a few things from a DIY store. Right. And I shoplifted one of the items by accident. <laughs> Fucking hell. I keep shoplifting by accident. I came off the plane at Heathrow a few weeks ago. You told us before you came on. Stole you, you a keep... bottle of water. Yeah, I'm, I'm turning into blooming... Richard and Judy, Richard. You can't right. steal a bottle, a bottle of water on, on a plane, can you? No, no it, was, it, was in, it was in the airport. Oh, right. I got, the cost of the people were taking too long. I was like, fuck this. And I realised I'd stolen a bottle of water. Sorry, why you, what was the Richard Madeley thing? What's he been doing? I, he was back in the day. Was he? He forgot to pay for something, let's say. Oh, OK. And, you, and before we came on, you said that you really enjoy uh, parking illegally at the moment. <laughs> <as well. laughs> so I think, I think Real you... Real low-collar crime. You... Uh, low, low, Are you all right? Are you... I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm having a breakdown. Are you, I, I don't know that... This is the forum for these conversations. I'm turning up to work when I'm not working. I'm shoplifting. Yeah. I'm sad inside. He's parking, he's, he's, he's parking where he wants. Turning um, into John Terry. Yeah. We yeah. become what we hate. Yeah. That's true enough. Um, gentlemen, let us talk about West Ham United getting a, a point at home to Arsenal. Um, as Rob Callimore on Twitter said, the ferryman rides again. Killing Arsenal's dreams. Very man doesn't kill. He services the dead. Yeah, Yeah. they're they're already dead. Mm. He's like it's it's affirmation, isn't it? If you see him, he shepherds teams from the land of the living, the Premier League, to the land of the dead. This is a very poor result and performance from Arsenal. You compare it it to the Liverpool one. With you're still playing Liverpool away at Anfield, two nil up and cruising. And, and Liverpool get back in the game. But Liverpool have some very, 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 very good players. Mm. They can do that. And also, you know, a late goal, again, Anfield was rocking, et cetera, et cetera. You can put it down as that. Okay, was it a point drop to point game? Uh, I, th- two points. I, think I think that's think, wrong. I think putting it down as that has actually been part of the problem now okay. in the long term. Well, okay, so uh, well, I think at, at the time one could have put it down like that. When you see this performance, though, you think, ah, now there could be a problem here. Well, absolutely, because if you then go and do that again, yes, there, against are, there have been lessons to learn that yeah. you've just essentially ignored. Yeah, It's, it's funny how um, sort of the reactions are, are, the emotion of the reaction seems to be in direct correlation with like sort of the league position. Because yes. I remember after the game, I'm, I'm just sitting there going, it's done, it's over, there's no point hoping for things, yeah. life is chaos, yeah, yeah. this is all just a happenstance endurance test, it's pointless, what's the point? Yeah. What's and the a little while later, I'm thinking, well, you know, it's it's only it's 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 two draws in a row. It's not the end of the world, and mm. you know City might drop points. They have got loads of games, and I can't really do anything about it either yeah. way. Yeah, like it is honestly. It's, Try some it's shoplifting, been... mate. <laughs> Just to feel alive. Just to feel is that alive, what it is? Mate, yeah. Still, Bit of control. I'm going to take this. Yeah, Steal the Premier League trophy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's funny that you say control. I think that's been the issue. Arsenal have got themselves into this position by controlling games and being very very good at managing themselves as well yeah. and being sensible at times where yeah, things yeah. do get emotional a bit chaotic that's abandoned them in the last couple of de- couple of games and mm. that you know you really have to look at that as a sign of pressure showing there's not yeah. not really much else that you can do to excuse that because the, the manner of this yeah the, of these drop points is very different from the liverpool game yeah but, it, but it's a weird kind of pressure isn't it it's because it happens immediately after you think it's too easy yeah mm. i look I, when i watched that west ham game i felt like as soon as they scored that second goal that they almost felt like right Let's not overexert ourselves. We've got this one. Mm. We don't need any more injuries. Bit immature. 
Yeah, it, it was a bit immature, but it, it was just overly precautious as well. But I think that there's, I think if you go 2 0 up in a game against opposition that is not having a good time at the moment and, and Arsenal are demonstrably better than West Ham. No no one would argue that. 2-0 up after 10 minutes. So with regards to Anfield, you could say, well, actually, you know, they have learned because, boom, boom, you know, that, it, yeah. it was quicker. But it was similar. There, there are parallels there. Well, the, the other thing to say about that is, uh, and Andy made this point on Friday's show, is that, you know, having lost their previous home game, West Ham having lost their previous home game 5-1 and seeing how the crowd react, yeah. at and after yeah, yeah, ten yeah. minutes to be two 0 up yeah. and and yeah. for it to be completely to silent, turn yes. them against themselves. Yeah, just like you only have to do a little bit more work before Indeed. they're beating up themselves. Well, this this was when it went two 0 I thought to myself, well, Arsenal could win four or five, mm. and you know, I made the mistake of thinking, oh, we could dent into City's goal difference here, and I well, said it. Out. But I thought which, also, which, this whole thing is my fault, which is really important because I thought Man City missed the opportunity to extend it against Leicester. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they had a little wobble late on, exactly. but they, 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 you know, still comfortable winners in the end. But, but, but with Arsenal, two 0 up, and you think, well, if it does end four or five, then I was thinking, bloody hell, like, are we ever going to see David Moyes get sacked? I don't think we will. But it, that was where people were thinking. Now you have a few options when you are a side who are two 0 up and going for the title. Do you go and punish them and 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 try and win four or five? Do you kind of like, well, let's just play on the break because they'll want to come at us, and then you know that should be fairly straightforward. Mm. And Arsenal are good on the break as well. Or do you keep control? Now when we saw them against Fulham only a few weeks ago, I was singing Arsenal's praises because they were brilliant that day and they've been brilliant this season. Let's not be silly here. Even if they finish second, obviously that would be disappointing. Pointing in the context of everything, but, but Arsenal have been, yeah, Arsenal have been brilliant this season. Okay, but in that game against Fulham, what was it? Two, three nil at halftime, um, and again that second half, the way they played, they kept control, knocked it about, and Fulham just had not. They got nowhere. They were just chasing, chasing shadows yeah. against West Ham. I think what the really big disappointing thing is, is that you see that goal, which you know, or the the, the sort of. Passage of play that led to the penalty. Partey, it's so casual, mm. and, and because he had I think a poor game, very poor game. But I think people think sometimes, no, you've got to win four or five. No, not necessarily. Arsenal could have kept their foot on the ball and 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 seen that out at two 0 Maybe even got a third late on. But you've got to have a bit of intensity and focus, and they didn't have either of those yeah. things. I think there were some some poor individual performances as well. Um, you know, Saka. Firstly, has absolutely no need to apologise to anyone. He, he did the, the the modern thing of apologising for missing from his country. I was just just to clarify. I was no, doing. I know what you were doing. I was doing Carry an impression on. of a moron. Yeah, I don't actually believe that. It was very believable. Yeah. Um, Jim, be careful. You'll be parking in disabled bays and nicking things before you realise it. We become what we hate. I'm not parking um, disabled bays. But but yeah, he um he he didn't have a a great game by his standards at the weekend and it. I think you're right. That sense of um, of sort of feeling like the game was wrapped up seemed to happen fairly early, and then they weren't really good at dealing with the setbacks. This is mm. something Arsenal have done really well all season. If they've conceded a goal, they've, they've very very quickly yeah. scored straight away, re- replied really quickly. That element of control, that element of intensity, yeah. seems to have gone. They've got a lot of points from not giving up. They di- it didn't seem like a winner was going to come late on, and that's really. the, and that's a worrying thing because. Mm. Bowen scored after 54 minutes. It wasn't like it was at Anfield where Firmino scores, what was it, 87, 88 yeah. minutes. And of course, then the crowd's up and you think, all right, well, now Arsenal should yeah, hang on. There's plenty of time. Plenty of time. And they didn't, as you say, look like they were up to much. I mean, the penalty miss, of course, is is is, I, is a shame. I, These I honestly things can think, happen. I honestly think if Saka had scored that penalty, West Ham would still equalise because there were so many headers they had late on that they could have finished, I think. They, they certainly they had, had the, tail, chances, yeah. the tails up, didn't they? But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think with a two-goal cushion restored, it's a lot lot harder to do that. But I, I also think 
it's, it's interesting with with Kieran Tierney coming into the team because Arteta seems to like him to play a similar role to Zinchenko yeah. to some extent, but he is he, that isn't his skill set. He's a very sort of different player from that, and it seems a bit jarring and a, uh-huh. and a bit unusual. So that's a, that's a yeah. strange thing. I mean, Arteta obviously knows better than I do, but it it seems odd to me that he. Tierney wouldn't play his natural game and you would adapt the team to it. But I thought he did okay in that role though. Maybe just because he was stood in the right place and played a few passes. But I thought I, I thought he took to it better than better better than someone who, as you say, is more of a conventional up and down left mm. back. But the, but the the other thing, Jim, I was gonna ask you, it, obviously he's done it for a you know a couple of weekends in a row because of the situation. But this taking off of Odegaard to throw on another forward, and also just the persistence with Especially when a game's going on and you're and you're chasing a goal, persistence with Jacker instead of bringing on Vieira, like mm-hmm. yeah, I th- this is something that an Arsenal supporting friend of mine mentioned yesterday while we were watching the game. And I was like, that is interesting because it, it, it the danger is extrapolating it too much and, and seeing that as panic from Arteta's point of view, like chuck on Nketiah, get rid of the guy who basically can even control, you know, he's, yeah. sorry, is the one person who controls everything when it goes a bit nuts. It, it just seems a little bit like maybe he's throwing a few too many darts when he doesn't have to. The yeah. change for me yesterday would have been Trossard for Odegaard rather than Jesus. Right, okay, yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, not Trossard for Odegaard, Trossard for Xhaka. Okay. Because um, I think, you know, Odegaard's very, very good at unpicking locks and just doing something a little bit magical that creates a chance. Um, it seems like the last couple of games, the substitutions haven't quite worked. And it's, I mean, it's easy to be wise after the fact, isn't it? But um, yeah, it's um, it's a sticky patch. But sticky patches happen for every they team, do, right? I mean, even in teams chasing titles. Yeah. So it's it's. I think it's important not to get carried away. It is. Um, and, and, and we but... should also remember that Manchester City, they do have a game in hand. If they win that game in hand, Arsenal are still a point above them. Yeah, so Arsenal all we've got still... to do is win all of our yeah. games. But Arsenal, I mean, they, Arsenal have put more pressure on themselves, but... A part of me is now intrigued because I think the feeling among Arsenal fans is that they thought, OK, Arsenal have got that little bit of a cushion. So, it, you know, if Arsenal lose at the Etihad, then we're still OK. Yeah. And that cushion's now That cushion's cushion. gone. So now it's kind of like, you've got to go to the Etihad and get something. Mm. Stand up for stand up for what yourselves. You know, Man City are on paper a better side than Arsenal. But and Arsenal, they've beaten us twice as well this season. Exactly. Although now, Party didn't play in either of those games. And if he's on his game, that'll make a big is, difference. But the point is, go to the Etihad now, believe in yourselves and do it. For crying out loud, Leicester City managed it when mm. they were going for the league. And, and, and I tell you what, I, uh, on that, you remember when Leicester City, you know, we talk about Arsenal not having much experience, da-da-da. Well, how many of those Leicester City players um, uh, had mm. experience of, of top-flight winning? And people might say, oh, but don't use that example. No, you can use that example because yeah. it bloody well happened. I th- I think the, and the, the reason I'm using that example is because when Leicester, they had a lot of inexperience, blah, 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 blah. They were a bit swashbuckly at the start of the season and and, and so on. Ranieri changed it up a bit and there was a lot of 1-0 wins and it was sort of right let's get over the line and let's do it and, and I'm not saying Arsenal play like that necessarily they did limp badly at the end though didn't they well, and they bloody well won the league mm-hmm. yeah. so they, they didn't limp badly at the end they, they, they got it over the line without having to play a game because Spurs went to, to Chelsea and and, and uh, didn't get something mm. so, how so, typical yeah well <laughs> so what I'm saying is I wonder if Arteta has to have a, a rethink now because of what's happened with some of those games when you go 2-0 up what, what, how are you going to reshape this up? What are you going to do? Yeah. And I think that wouldn't be the worst thing. I think, yeah, there's definitely a bit of a recalibration needed. Um, the thing with City that concerns me ahead of the game that the Etihad is they don't seem like one of those teams where if you set a sort of bespoke game plan, you can do a number on them. 
I think they're they're very difficult to contain. It's I, I think it, well, I don't know. they've got that sort of air that Man United used to have, where they don't feel like a real team. They feel like this force of nature. And I think there is a very real chance because it's sort of not if you know if they don't win the game at the Etihad, it won't be in their hands as much. Where Arsenal might have to recalibrate their mentality to get ready to be to be the chasing pack rather than being the being the but team being chased. But that's very defeatist, though. You can't have well, that. no. Until but, that happens, not, you can't. Absolutely, until that happens. But it's something that they'll need to keep an eye on. I actually think, um, for the reasons you've outlined there, Arsenal can go into that game with a little bit more of a fuck it, this is it, yeah. and and actually play to their strength, which is being reactive or cheat. I'd be absolutely <laughs> fine with that. Steal three points. Steal, Steal three, three points. points. Do you not think? Do you not think that if they don't make it and they sort of slip up in the manner in which it seems like it might be heading in that direction, do you do you think they come back from that next season? That's a difficult one. I think, given the youth of the team, possibly. I mean, it's, I it's think, hard I to think say that for is sure, isn't it? But I think, yeah, I think this is an opportunity, and one would worry if Chelsea would get their house in order. Although that's you know, but but Chelsea and Liverpool are having off seasons. And so they're not in the title race. Manchester United are not where they want to be. It's a bit Ma- England in the Euros final for me. Well, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily but feel Man now City. or never. That's the that's the thing. But it's because there's, okay. there's so much more to come from this team and these players. You would think. Okay. Well, I think that. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what we were kind of getting at. Because um, essentially, the way I see it is that the blueprint has been Klopp's Liverpool, right? You've, yeah. you've got you've got the the teams like City and yeah. you know whoever who have have more money than you for whatever reason. So you've got to be smart. You've got to build a good cohesive team and team mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to be very adaptable. Arteta is building all those things. So yes, it will be a huge missed opportunity that yeah. may not come again for mm-hmm. for a time if Arsenal don't win the league this season. But they are certainly still going in the direction of a team that's trying to do yeah. the only thing you can do if you if you don't have you know the resources of your rivals. And and as we said, you know, a few minutes ago, if they finish second. It is no disgrace, uh, and it's been a it's been a phenomenal season. But of course, you don't want to talk up like that while they're they're still top of the league and 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 so on and so forth. But that game at the Etihad is is going to be absolutely mm. mega. And Arsenal, I believe, have got Southampton at home next week. Yes, which is Friday night, which is just the ticket, really. Yeah, uh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, Gary Neville said at one point, uh, just, just t- turn off your playstations. Is that right? Knuckle down, turn on, turn off your playstations. And he was recording his podcast. You know, he does like that podcast in the in the stadium. Oh yeah, right. uh, yeah. with his with his lip mic, which always sounds a bit crap. And um, he had a heated gelé on, and he turned it off to do the broadcast. And I'm like, right. do heated gelés like affect microphones? If anyone is who's a commentator out right. and about, I would very much like to know whether heated gelés can affect. Yeah. Uh, microphones heat up not. your opinion heat up <laughs> that's what it is yeah. maybe his taste already hot enough and he got too warm um, yeah I, I, as I'm thinking about this Arsenal Southampton game 1-0 Arsenal last minute James Walprow steps up to take a free kick I just think that scenario might play out yeah. not saying he's going to score um, <laughs> but there we are uh, well um, despite Arsenal dropping points uh, they did get something out of the game unlike Tottenham Hotspur who lost 3-2 at home to Bournemouth, the symmetry what? of that. What a win for Bournemouth, though. Yeah, incredible. It absolutely is, it incredible. Is absolutely astonishing uh, <laughs> what, what they're doing. But Tottenham, very funny. I don't know, because you can attack this from, from two very different angles. You can go Only he- two. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go heavy on the Bournemouth performance, which one should, or you can go heavy on the Spurs performance, which one also should as well. So um, let's get the rubbish out of the way first. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur, it's... Another poor performance, another terrible result, and you just think to yourself, "What is going to happen in the? I mean, something needs to happen because, you know, 
Stellini coming in, it's just it's more of the same. And I understand it's a tough job, and I understand that he's not, you know, the archetypal sort of number one, and he's they're not going to suddenly find a completely different style from from nowhere. But it really just seems like he is like Antonio Conte, but just shitter. Yeah, but you know something has to happen in summer. Something has to happen now. Yeah, evidently because yeah, the the, the thing that I was most impressed with from Bournemouth's point of view was that in any other situation, a team in their position, you know, Spurs are fifth, remember, mm. concede in the 88th minute and think, right, we've probably just got to hold this. And they didn't. They basically did what mm. they did throughout the game, which was, yeah. you know, be quite incisive on the counter-attack. And, you know, they, got, they, they ended up doing what they did and winning, what was it, the fifth minute of injury time. Um, the Spurs thing, though, is it's gone beyond, I, I suppose, any real... I don't have anything that I can offer... Yeah. This room or a Spurs fan to say how it would get better beyond, you know, Luke's thing that he's mentioned a while ago that Spurs needs an exorcism. And that's a great line, but it really does seem that there's so many of their issues go beyond a training field. Well, Stellini said this as well. He was like, well, you know, this has been the case for a while. Yeah, this is what we do. And again, when the management is basically turning around going, well, what what do you want me to do? I know he's not Mm. quite saying that, but there is a sort of a slight sense of, well, the trouble is, yeah, this club is cursed. Yeah. Well, that's a sort of continuation of the Conte regime, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. Very literally, as obviously Stellini came in with him. So it's it's a difficult situation for them because it's tempting tempting to look at it and think, well, this season's a little bit of a write-off. But it's it's absolutely not. There's still so much to play for. If They've got to get in the Champions League, really, or... I don't have to, but um, but that's still that's still up for grabs. Yeah, exactly. So it's not it's not like the Chelsea situation, yeah. is it? Where it's like see out the season, recalibrate in the summer. Yes, the, the the here and the now is really really important. Yeah, um, and it is it is all over the shop. Well, Absolutely I mean, at, all over the shop. There seems, seems very little coherence in their play. Yeah, well, look at the Deverson Sanchez stuff. I'm I mean, so he, I'm so sad for him. Yeah, subbed off after 22 minutes, he came on as a sub, of course, due to a, a, an injury. Now. You know, he he just looked gutted. And and to be fair, I mean, look, look some Spurs fans were booing him uh, where every time he touched the ball, I stress it was some because obviously that's idiotic and how on earth is that going to help anybody? But some Spurs fans did applaud him and make sure, like, you know, mm. when he came off... I mean, some might say it was sarcastically, but you, you, there were some to give them their dues. To try it's and not going to make him feel any better. No, of course it? not. And look, he knows. He knows that he's not had a great afternoon. Of course, if you subbed off as a sub, you know, and, and, and been pretty bad, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it is quite damning. And Stellini said that was tactical, but I mean, that's firstly probably not true. But either way, you, you know that you're subjecting a player to the, the chance of that happening in that situation mm. and, and, and it's going to really affect them mentally. Larissa's comments were really interesting about this because he was talking about him being his friend yeah. um, and how you know how unhelpful it is. Mm-hmm. And that's true, isn't it? You know, they're, a, they're a group of people that know each other and, and work together and, and, and need to sort of bond and, yeah. and feel like they're all pulling in the same direction. And it just it is so unhelpful to single out an individual. I've seen it happen at Arsenal. We've all seen it happen at different clubs. And it's it's really Although, sad. But when you it could gets spin it and bad. say the manager's seeing him getting booed and he's absolutely shocking. He's like, I'm just going to withdraw him. You know, maybe so, take him out of the firing uh, line. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But, but, There's, but doesn't it also speak to the issues at the very top of the club whereby we're in a situation where the discussion Spurs fans are having is daily on the future of their club and the, and the direction of their club. Yeah. And what happens, you know, they have, they're frustrated and they feel like there's, you know, the, the top of the club is quite aimless. And so they take it out on the, on the first people they see who represent the club, which is on a weekend when yeah. they go to a game. Yeah. And like, it, it was absolutely horrendous, but, and Sanchez, I don't know if you remember, but 
you know, in the Milan game, uh, the second leg, he came on. Conte brought him on in like the 88th minute when they're chasing a goal. Yeah, yeah. So he's become yeah. a lightning rod for that kind of a bad decision. Yeah, the manager's part, right. So it's um, yeah, it, it's horrible. But like, this is what happens when you when you don't, you know, when you let a club fester like this. Indeed, it is. But the difficulty at the moment at Spurs, it, it seems like it's the same for the fans as it is for the players. Don't really know what the objectives are. You know, mm. nobody and knows what they're aiming at. It, at this it, point. For, for me, it, I think the kind of um, the canary white in the mind would be someone like um, Son. He's had a terrible season by his high standards. He's thirty now. At any other club, at a Chelsea, at a Man United, possibly not Man United, but at Man City, <laughs> uh, at an Arsenal, uh, they'd be looking to make some money out of him. They'd be looking to move him on. They won't move him on because he's he's you know he, he's been such mm-hmm. a decorated amazing footballer in the past, but he is cracking on, and decorated, any other club huh? will be well not decorated. <laughs> mm. Decorated. With oh, good he's, moves. he got his army medals, didn't <laughs> he? <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't need to get them in the end because he won the. Uh, he doesn't Asian even have Cup. them either. No, he, mm. no, we got a medal for um, South Korea. Yeah, in, uh, uh, so you're right. He is decorated. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Bournemouth have a very clear objective. It's to stay up. And Pete Donaldson, we look at them at 14th in the table, six points clear of the relegation zone. It's good stuff. I think they're going to be all right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gary O'Neill, you have to admire the job that he has done. They've won four in the last six. The way they played was... was <laughs> they're, just, they're, not, they're not going to Spurs and thinking, how can we hang on? They're not going to Arsenal and thinking, can we hang on? Because people say, oh, well, Spurs maybe, you know, they're, they're, they're good for a Rick or whatever. But we've seen them play like this. I think... O'Neill, what he's done there, it would be fantastic if he if he kept them up for their sake and, and, and then carried on to see what he can do as a manager. You see him on the touchline, he kicks every ball, a passionate guy, but you look at his tactics and the way he thinks out games, there's intelligence there. And you, you would fancy them to stay up. At the start of the season, you know, Scott Parker basically left the club because he said, on this budget, with this group of players, with what's going on, I just, I just can't do it. And, 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 you know, chats were had and he ended up leaving. Mm. O'Neill steps in. And again, people would have thought they're going to be the whipping boys. Mm. They are, they're, they're, they've got they've very little yeah. money and so on. But they do have a few decent players. I mean, you remember Solanke not that long ago and, and, and Billing. You know, these were players who were touted to do good stuff. Well, they're, they're now showing a little bit of what they can do uh, in the league. And if you're a Bournemouth fan, you would be absolutely loving this sort of, you know, period in, 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 in Bournemouth's season because it could and perhaps should be enough to keep them up. Well, yeah. they, were, they were bottom in March. And bear in mind, do you remember there was that period before O'Neill took over full-time when he was just a caretaker, when the oh. results were getting better? And as soon as he got the job, yeah. they went downhill. And it was there was that fear, yeah, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, as soon as you're a bit more involved, it's going to shit. So the fact that he's been able, been able to turn it around yeah, yeah, yeah. without really adding to the squad... I think arrest, arresting a slump when you're in the relegation zone as a manager, that is yeah. that really bodes well. Mm. And, and the confidence they will take from that um, is... It is absolutely huge, you know? especially when another South Coast side are going down. Definitely. <laughs> also, as well, I mean, with the, the context of this season, we've seen this with Bournemouth and Wolves as well, because um, because of, of how tight it's been. Two wins on the bounce is absolutely massive. Yes, it really, is. really pulls yeah. you away. Indeed, it does. And um, you know, Bournemouth have got West Ham next, and we I, I, we didn't really talk about how good West Ham were in the context of the Arsenal game. Actually, in the second half, they really they earned their point really, really well. Bournemouth and West Ham is, is quite a tasty looking fixture now. Yeah, um, Garanil, uh, we're talking about him doing well. He wasn't always um, the consummate professional because he did once say uh, when he was a player at Middlesbrough that he um, purposely got suspended to watch the golf. And bear in mind, we've just had the Masters. It shows you where his focus is at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> it, absolutely it, on it. You can't question his professionalism 
Uh, now, no. but, yeah, but back then, I in mean, the did you have a did you have a mobile phone that you'd watch in the dugout? I, I, I've <laughs> no idea, Peter. Maybe that's what they maybe that's the policy there. Keep him off smartphones. Got the v- What's he doing that VR screen? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Right, it's now time for a bonus edition of Betfair's popular bet builder. Oh. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders using Betfair's handy app, and you can add them to your bet slip in just one tap. Every Friday on the preview show, we build our own Ramble popular bet builder for a particular game happening each weekend. But with the second legs of the Champions League quarterfinals this week, we're going to have a try at winning some more money for charity. This week's fixture is a bet five, get five special. That means if you bet five pound on today's fixture, you will be rewarded with a five pound free bet from Betfair. Chelsea versus Real Madrid, which is Tuesday night. Jim, over to you. 
Yeah, I think uh, clearly Real Madrid are the superior team mm. in this fixture. We saw that in the first leg and Karim Benzema is really the, the head of that. So uh, I'm going to go for Karim Benzema as the first goal scorer. Nice choice. Peter. In the first leg, um, uh, Luka Modric in, on the 63rd minute, mm. on the stroke of the 63rd minute, he misplaced a pass. <gasps> And he's not going to let that happen again <laughs> this time around uh, so that he's going to assist at any time. That He's going to have an absolute Champions League world-beating performance this time around. Okay, Vish. I think Mikhailo Mudrik is going to start paying back his transfer fee, not personally. Um, and he's, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be uh, quite motivated. And therefore, I re- I'm going to have him down to have one or more shots on target. Like it. And I am going to choose Real Madrid to win because I think it's fairly obvious uh, that that's going to happen. Uh, they are Real Madrid and Chelsea are not looking good at the moment, as we all know. They haven't really done all season. So that is uh, Karen Benzema to score first, Luka Modric to assist at any time, uh, Mikhail Mudrik to have one or more shots on target and Real Madrid to win a £5 bet with Betfair on that popular bet builder returns £172.87. And if we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. We'll be back with another round of Betfair's Popular Bet Builder on Wednesday's Ramble Reacts exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply. You've got to be over 18. And for more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. Gentlemen, let us talk about Chelsea. They lost at home to Brighton 2-1. Piss poor again, Jim. Absolutely. <laughs> to the point where, like, I think Frank Lampard might get sacked <laughs> like, before the end of the season. I'm not even joking. I have... Oh. What would, what, would, what would Corden say? Who would Corden recommend? Oh, uh, uh, Stephen Gerrard? I'll do it. <laughs> Rihanna? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, Sean Spicer? I, uh, this... Matt Berry? Oh, they don't talk anymore, do they? Oh, really? They're uh, not mates anymore. That's, oh. that's sad to hear. Um, yeah, I, uh, Todd Bowley. Are you thinking was... about Matt Horn? Or Matt Berry? <laughs> I'm thinking about there we go. Matt Berry would be brilliant, actually. Yeah. Get I'm out your, there! I'm not your friend anymore. Today, <laughs> three points! Um, <laughs> Todd Bowley was confronted by fans in the stadium, Peter. Oh, it's chairman taken... under fire. It's taking yeah. so long, hasn't it? What do you make of it all? I'd just stay away from the fans. <laughs> if I was Todd Bowley. <laughs> okay. If he knew anything about the club, he'd already be doing that, wouldn't he? Well, apparently he's not... Guys, don't worry, we're going to win 3-0. Yeah. We've already lost, you dickhead. Yeah, we're, we're losing 2-1. It can't happen. <laughs> I saw three goals. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently uh, he spent an hour in uh, in the dressing room with the players after full time. Right. That's going to help, isn't it? <laughs> what do you think? Is he, Are they drinking cans? <laughs> <laughs> God, you guys made me so upset. Oh, <laughs> you were so expensive. Oh, I thought you still had those big baths like you used to. <laughs> Gonna <laughs> ah. do kick-ups with anyone? No. <laughs> oh, poor old Tom. I mean, it's they're becoming a bander club, Jim. Well, yeah, quite. I mean, they're they're always, steady, steady. They've I'm always been chaotic enough, though, that they're never far from that, are they? That's the thing. I think you know they probably even admit that as well. And they've they've won so much in that era that I doubt they'd care. But um, it looks. It looks almost terminal at this point, doesn't it? It's like, how yeah. is this going to get better? Because the thing with the Abramovich era was that however crazy things got, you, you knew that they would turn it around. They'd they find a way, that they were always going to turn it around. But it, you, don't, yeah. you, you don't really get that impression here because we've not seen it yet. We've not seen it before. Mm. And they've, all this stuff with the long contracts, the amount of money they've spent and how they're going to have to you know, work to stay within FFP now. I know that the contracts are part of that, but still yeah. they've spent an enormous amount of money. The squad looks bloated. It doesn't look coherent. The situation with the, with the managers is weird. Apparently Luis Enrique wanted to take over this season, but yeah. they sort of like weren't sure and went for Lampard. And that He's licking his lips. Weird. Like, is... <laughs> <laughs> but it is all so 
bafflingly unpredictable. It is. Even well, though well, them well, losing well, games seems completely predictable. Back in the day when they were winning Champions Leagues, it, it, it was a clown car, but it was a Mercedes, right? Yes. Yeah. And now it, you're in a situation where just everything's going wrong and, and, and throwing money at that club Throwing money at football generally because mm. of FFP and other reasons, it's just a lot more difficult to do. Yeah. Man City couldn't do it in their early couple of years, so it's it's kind of well, well, <laughs> that's being investigated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think part of it feels like it's because Bowley's come in and it, it has taken the sort of disruptor um, kind of angle where it's right. like I'm going to do things slightly differently yeah. I'm going to do things as, as we've Bitcoin. done it in baseball he has an Bitcoin NFTs baby if, I mean, if yeah. I'm going to try and be a bit fair to old Todd I, he has inherited a funny old situation the whole oh, Abramovich thing you know like I don't think that one can underplay that yeah, him leaving bit. the club and then somebody else coming in rocks and that, the core of the club and it, the fabric it, it of it. It does, it does. And 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 Abramovich was was in charge for so so long as well. But also, if you compare it to when Abramovich took over, was it Ranieri who was the coach at the time? Right, it was around that t- for the first season. Yeah, yeah. like now that's a, that's a, 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 a even back then. You know, he was an experienced football manager, and then of course he appoints some. Mm. Um, he would go on to appoint Mourinho and and all that period. Of, the rest is history. Whereas. Which Bowley comes in and uh, Tuchel is on his downward spiral at the club mm. and would leave the club. Yeah. Tuchel's best days at Chelsea. We know what Tuchel's like. A lot of managers, quite frankly, did wonders and then it was it was sort of coming to an end as it would become apparent. He then goes all, all in on Potter, which, to be fair, a lot of people, I think, probably thought that wasn't a bad idea mm. and it hasn't worked out. Mm-hmm. So now is what? what is the situation? And now it's really like, well, what, what decisions are you going to make? And you're right. If Luis Enrique wanted to take charge, why did they not go for that? Because and, and apparently, you know, you know, with 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 the, the tie against Real Madrid, Luis Enrique's former club, of course. Yeah. But he played for Barcelona after that, so he's uh, going to be better at that than Frank Lampard. <laughs> exactly, having won the Champions League, of course, and whatnot. You wonder why now. Luis Enrique is quite a quirky character, so maybe the talks didn't go that well. Maybe there were demands that could be met. There's a lot of stuff that we won't be privy to. Yeah, I mean, he didn't, you know, I'm sure Enrique didn't ride in on a penny farthing. Though, I did wouldn't he? be <laughs> too surprised by what they say about him in Spain. But the thing is, they are still in the Champions League. It's a huge tie. We'll give it a few days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that clip that. They are still in the Champions League. <laughs> but the fact is, they are. And that's something that they could have had a go at. If they're going to get Luis Enrique, in, yeah, say, in the summer, yeah. why not get him in if he's keen? It's not like he's saying, oh, I'm not too sure about this. I, I can look bad. Well, actually, this the rest of the season, really, you could say, well, is it a write-off? Well, let him have it. Let him get well, used to it. For a manager like Lampard, it's going to be a cheaper appointment than Enrique because Enrique's going to go, look, I don't know I've that. got that's two matches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's an issue. <laughs> It's just, do you not think they would just sort of go, I've spent a lot of money, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to write off this season. I'm I don't know. Do you think, you know, with, with uh, P's example before about, you know, being actually quite a, f- a clown car, but a flash clown car. Yeah, yeah. The clowns generally come out. Do you think Burley's just, it, the issue with Burley's that he's trying to put more <laughs> clowns in? in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Critical clown mass. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the, but the great thing about this result, specifically, you know, in the myriad of issues that mm. Chelsea have, is the fact that, it's the team they've given so much money to. I know. Coming I know. Over I and, know. And doing them, and doing them with such style, and the idea that oh, you mean who's called that banger? Yeah. You mean this teenage Paraguayan kid we picked up <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for peanuts? Is uh, that who you're talking about? Julian Ciso. Oh, you want him, do you? Guess how much he's going to cost you? Guess how much he's going to cost you? When did he score? On the 69th minute. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. And we know you've got the money. Uh, well, I mean, Deservey said recently, I have to say thanks to Graham Potter because I found a very great and strong team. And I am now trying to give my idea. I mean, it, the whole yeah. thing. I, I, we have to talk about Bright, though, because they've been so, so good this season. And this performance again. And, and this is where we are. That performance wasn't surprising from Chelsea. That performance win wasn't surprising from mm. Brighton. No, Brighton looks like the, the the senior side, you might say. Yeah, you know, they looked mm. like the favourites, and actually, they've been they've been really good at responding to to setbacks that uh, that have essentially felt like injustices with yeah. all the apologies they've been getting um, for decisions that are going going potentially the wrong way from the from the referees, etc. Um, and they're really good at just sort of dusting themselves off and going, "All right, fine." Fuck it then. Yeah. Like if, if if this is the, the the situation we have to play and the odds we have to play again, we're just going to go and do it. But that's mirroring Deserby. He has that kind of vibe, and he's been also. He looks like he'd be in a pop punk band. Yeah, a little mm. bit. Uh, yeah, quite <laughs> nice. He he. Um, you know, Dunk spoke of Deserby's influence on the training ground at the club, saying that they go out to dominate matches, and he said since he's arrived here. There hasn't been many games that we haven't dominated. Mm. It's quite clear. What a plan. What yeah. a way to do things, you know. Brighton had 26 shots on goal, which is the most Chelsea have ever faced in a Premier League match wow. at home. It's a lot like Potter's Brighton, but with goals in it. I was going to say. <laughs> but, like, you know, and he's right to thank Potter, but he has taken this. You can't stress that enough. This is not a case of, oh, but this is Potter's team. Yeah. This is Deserby's team 100%. now. It really is. He He's a very impressive manager. You've seen what he did previously in his career. Um, didn't start too well. I forget who it was, but you know he gets he earns the Sassuolo job, and turns them into a really great side, and was praised for his attacking tone. And then actually, thinking about this, you know sometimes managers are doing they get more opportunities. I think in Italy because of the quality of the coaching and 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 the and the tradition they have there. But he he took the job at Shakhtar Donetsk. Now of course would very sadly have to leave that post because of the war and so on. And it was actually you know interesting to see him and Mudrik you know sharing a moment. Of course because they were both at the at the club at the time. But he goes there. That's a, that's a big club challenging for trophies and so on. And and with bigger players than than he than he'd managed before. And he does pretty well there. And then he goes to Brighton and he's at that 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 level now where he's in the Premier League. He's managing some big players. But he has that kind of I don't know. It's a cliche thing to say, but almost like that winning mentality to go out and boss games. You know we're not just making up the numbers. And it's phenomenal. And look at the, the comments he made of, of Julio uh, uh, Enciso, who, who scores an absolute rocket of a winner um, and nearly scored a beauty just before mm. that. He's 19. I thought to myself, oh, he must have been playing. A, he, he, I know he's from Paraguay, but he must have had a stepping stone in Europe somewhere, maybe playing for a, you know, a B-side in Spain or something. No, he's come straight from Paraguay. And he made his debut for Lib, uh, Libertad in, in, um, in Asuncion in, in Paraguay, I think they are in the capital, at 15, the youngest player to do so. And he's full of bit. The way he celebrated, and he was celebrating the fans. I thought this guy's been doing this for years. <laughs> yeah. you know, very confident young man. But Deserby says about his performance, he finished playing after his goal, and I don't want to see this. He has to think first of the team, and then himself. If he wants to become a great player, he has to improve in mentality. To be fair, if I scored that, I would, I would just stop. Yeah. I'd walk off. I'd have yeah, a cigarette it, right on yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be leaning in the stands going, just see that? Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty that. much what he was doing. But for Deserby, it's yeah. a great moment. You can just search for him on Twitter. People just upload it illegally now. <laughs> and you just keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's there as well. But, Arabic commentary, this one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'll love it. But... You, but 
from what he says, you know, he's in charge. Yeah. You don't it, mess around with him. I've gi- he's giving him opportunities. Okay, take that moment. But remember, there's a bigger picture going on here. I you, think it speaks volumes for his man, in, uh, for his management. For his man. <laughs> I think you were his manhood. Well, man management was what I was going to say. <laughs> the, uh, um, speaking of manhood, the uh, obviously <sighs> the, the Brighton um, uh, physio uh, team are obviously absolute hench guys. You know, yeah. They've mm. all got big muscles. Um, do you see Fulham have stolen their club doctor? Is that right? So next year... You're going to have really intense, really yeah. intense, not shopping. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he's been there for like about 10 years or something and, oh, and right. Fulham, Fulham will have amazing muscular sports massagists. Wow, how big is Mitrovic going to get? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I, I look forward to that as well. Um, could, yeah, I, I, look, Chelsea, we know they're not scoring goals. I did find it mildly amusing that it was a heavily deflected uh, goal they scored from. That's Lampard's influence, you would say. Yeah. Mm. If you remember most of the goals he scored and he's a very impressive All player. of the goals, most I think. Of. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of them, even the penalties were deflected. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Um, I, I, could they, could they do worse than trying to get Diego Costa back? Because he's now scoring. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I yeah, mean, that's that a slice of luck as heavy. well. Wasn't a deflection. Like heavy lifting. <laughs> it was about as deflecty as a goal gets. Yeah. It, it, it was a deflection. It was just deflected off him. <laughs> yeah. It well, was a deflectee. It was an own goal. It was an own goal which took a deflection <laughs> off the striker. What was so good is the fact when he goes to kick the ball, it's like a defender gets the boots the ball away, but he's like a bit slower now. <laughs> yeah. So his movement of kicking the ball actually worked out really well. <laughs> he's celebrating as well, like, I'm back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, I... <laughs> Mateus doing all that work. <laughs> just... I think we should, um, I think we should, we should uh, wrap up today's ramble mm. with quite, perhaps the performance of the weekend, <laughs> which was Aston Villa beating Newcastle United 3-0. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it, 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 it was, but I don't think, I don't think Newcastle played very well at all. Like, Pope was weren't allowed to. Mate. Got Emery. I, I, didn't, I didn't see. I didn't see the Villa of recent times. How well they've been playing. Okay. Because Newcastle just let them. Interesting. Let them in. Well, from the Athletic, this weekend's three <laughs> 0 win over Newcastle. Boy, anyone. This weekend's three 0 win over Newcastle United was the most complete performance Villa Park has seen for more than a decade. Yeah. By Newcastle, complete shit. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Ah. I, I, when was the last, genuinely, when was the last time you saw Villa play like that? Because I had a think. And it, Not for and, at least a decade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't go back that far. But under Martin O'Neill, you know, when they were yeah, like quite maybe, flash. When they pushed for top four. Yeah, I like, think well, they were sixth in back-to-back season. Yeah. They had Milner and Ashley Young doing their thing before they both Martin Larson in the um, I mean, summer of his play? career. Yes. If, Autumn, rather. If, I mean, it would probably be Arteta, but Deserby and Emery for manager of the season. I mean, mm. Emery's not been there for a full season. He's Deserby, but it's just, it's been breathtaking. They, Absolutely they got, breathtaking. They got their game plan completely right. They just attacked our fullbacks who aren't quick. And we even had to bring Matt Target off the bench, which Eddie Howe doesn't do lightly. Mm. Uh, and and they've really found Newcastle out, and it's it, you know. Well, but they've been doing this the whole time, Villa. You know, since since Emery's taken over. I mean, it's been such uh, an incredible rise. I mean, they are they're, they're you know what are they um, sixths in the league, and uh, they're three points off a Europa League spot. They're, they're six points behind Newcastle in 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 fourth. The Newcastle yeah. have a game in hand, and I, you would imagine Newcastle would would go on to to clinch that fourth spot. They're but, not conceding goals either. But mm. t- the, the the performances, but the, you saw the crowd. You saw the way they were playing. They pinned them back. Mm. They're playing such exciting football. I mean, Ollie Watkins scores too. He's got eleven goals in his past twelve Premier League games, which is the same as Erling Haaland. But the, how many shots was he taking? Yeah, I'm not saying he he could have had one or two more. That would be harsh to to focus on that. I did find it interesting when he scored that goal, which was offside. 
when he was doing like calm down i thought he never played for Newcastle. He knew he was offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's that VAR taking the emotion uh-huh. out of the game. Three <laughs> similar goals he scored as well, if you count the one that was disallowed. Yeah, true. But yeah. he knew the the one where he spun the defender, I think, when yeah. he scored was, was, was a goal. But I mean, Watkins, he said of Emery's coaching style, he tells you how to play, where to stand, and how, the, how to get the best out of your game. Now, that sounds like a fairly generic kind of... But if you drill down on, on Emery's style, he is meticulous. Yeah, well, he, he is very, very good at finding out the full strength of each player yes. and mm. then calibrating a team mm. based on what they have in front of them and Watkins has been saying actually he's doing he's doing less work isn't he? Yeah. he he's waiting to make very specific types of runs rather mm. than sort of getting stuck in everywhere and and you know defending from the front etc cetera, etc cetera, because actually it plays to his strengths and the team strengths and it's the midfield yeah. behind him that are doing all of that stuff now mm. and um, it is working absolute wonders for them yeah you, you say it's quite a simple thing that Watkins says there but the fact that he's even saying it yeah, yeah. shows that there's something different about what Emery's doing yeah well I mean he, he was perhaps kinder than what Emmy Martinez recently said of the situation when, when he said we now have a good manager <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't give a shit he's holding Stephen Gerrard pretending, him, <laughs> pretending it's his penis <laughs> oh dear marching him out of the club um, but yeah I, but, but with Emery also his, his attention to detail that all his former players say about the opposition which is why you know Newcastle looked so poor because he prepped them so well for that for that game he did but the way they're playing with such confidence um, is quite something I mean Ollie Watkins will will surely get an England call up next and that's all thanks large obviously to himself but but a, a huge part of that is is to Emery as well but Gareth but, was there as well yeah of it. Well, he, know, he knows what's good for him um, but yeah so so the way Villa are playing it's it's it is absolutely super I mean, it's, and it's interesting I think Villa is like the, almost like the perfect size club in a way for Emery if you look at the best stuff he's done over his career you know Valencia and Villarreal leap to mind um, and Sevilla, of course, blimey, can't forget them with all those Europa League. Villa Real. <laughs> he loves a villa, let's, a villa. Let, let, let's yes. be honest. I mean, it's, it's, obviously, it didn't quite work out um, at, at Arsenal, and to say quite work out it would be an understatement, but he started quite well. But you There know, were a lot of underlying problems there as well. That yeah, but, but I, th- I, I just wonder with the, sort of the size of the club and, and, the, and the standing and with those players who are good players, um, but they're not elite level, you know, perhaps would they... Would they listen more with that meticulous planning? You know, would because if he said like, I can improve your game, obviously some elite players are open to that, but sometimes it can be tougher to try and say that to, to players. I don't know, but it's working incredibly well for mm. Villa. Um, there's absolutely no doubt about that. How high do you think they can finish? Well, he said when he when he went there, he was like, "We're aiming for Europa League, so we're aiming for a European spot." He says he's that all the time. He's he obsessed. loves that. He is obsessed yeah. with that competition. Emmy Martinez is going to be Europa League. Yeah, <laughs> we're heading for my Europa League, my birthright. Emmy Martinez I'm gonna is, go is going to be giving that trophy one next season or the season after. They're going to be there. <laughs> but yeah, wonderful stuff at at, at, at uh, Via Park. Um, lovely old job, right, everybody? That's we've reached the end. Uh, of another football ramble. It's been an absolute pleasure having you with us. We're back tomorrow with a brand new ramble guide too. It's the Football Rambles Guide to David Moyes at Manchester United. You regret him leaving the club, Vish? <laughs> a little dream of Vish there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what could have been? Why ever to go at me? He's gone now. Leave him. <laughs> what could have been? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, we're also back with uh, Ramble React after each night in the Champions League this week. So um, get your ears around that lot. Uh Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and YouTube at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. 
uh, we've got to leave because Pete, um, you've parked in a certain <laughs> place which you shouldn't have. Yeah, in a crash, <laughs> straight through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Jim Campbell. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for doing that, Raja. We do, we do need to go and save those babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, thank you, Pete Donaldson. <laughs> you try and drive anywhere with babies. Oh, dear. <laughs> A rogue David O'Leary impression to finish the Didn't joke. even do the nose thing. Oh, Rubbish. Yeah, um, David O'Leary and Alan Hansen. <laughs> together. <laughs> don't drive anywhere. Yeah, don't even, <laughs> anyone. No one puts baby in the corner next to a Fiat Punto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, everybody. See you soon. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.